welcome to Small Business Lifeline, Crane's podcast to navigate the coronavirus crisis. My name is Christine Honeydare Bryan, and I am an editor with Crane Communications. Today, we are going to focus on money troubles. We are hearing from you, small businesses, and we know that you are suffering. So, we are really just trying to put together as many episodes as we can to help you through this. So, first, we're going to head to Detroit. And we're going to talk to an advisor to small businesses on what to do if you can't pay your bills, which I know many of you can't right now. So let's just really talk about it. We're then going to travel to Chicago and talk to a lawyer who's been advising some small businesses on how to get out of contracts and what rights they might have for contracts they just can no longer honor. Alex Calderon, Managing Director at Calderon Advisory Group from the Greater Detroit area, has been working with small business owners, particularly manufacturers and hospitality businesses, on what exactly to do when you can't pay your bills. Alex, it's great to have you. Thank you for having me, Christine. So what's the first thing I should do if I'm a small business owner right now and I can't pay my bills? Well, it really depends on the bill that can't be paid. So if we're talking about a secured creditor like the bank or a critical uh, trade vendor who might be able to shut down your production, then you really need to reach out, have that discussion sooner rather than later. If it's an unsecured trade creditor um, who's unlikely to be able to shut the facility down or initiate uh, foreclosure proceedings, there may actually be some benefit in postponing the payment and even dodging a few phone calls or emails in the short term to buy time really to develop a turnaround strategy and payment plan. But in the present situation, cash is king. Um, and cash flow management really needs to be conducted uh, with, with a battlefield like triage mentality right now. Uh, the most critical parties uh, get your undivided attention first in this environment. So should I tell people how bad things really are for my business? And if so, what should I tell them? Well, the the first rule really is you can't lie to anyone. One lie leads to a thousand more and eventually you will be caught and you will lose credibility. And once you lose credibility, it's very, very challenging uh, to have that restored. And in a worst case scenario, lying to someone uh, could ultimately put you on the wrong end of a lawsuit uh, where allegations of fraud, for example, might be directed your way. The, the, The second thing I would say is There are certain parties you just have to be 100% open with. Uh, Banks and other critical vendors who, uh, you know, are essential for the business, they absolutely should be kept apprised of really the full extent of problems that are plaguing the business. And this would include things like sharing reasonable cash flow projections with them that are, are really rooted in reality. If you don't, you could lose credibility. Um, so over communication to those parties is extremely important. Um, th- the third thing I would say is if you're going to have to communicate bad news, you can't do it without also providing a solution for how to fix the problem. So before communicating bad news, make sure there's a well thought out, actionable plan uh, in place to solve the problem. Don't just say, I can't pay you. Say instead something like, I can't pay you right now but here's my plan to be able to pay you in the future. Um, And then the last rule is that really not everyone needs to know the extent of problems that might be plaguing someone's business. Um, There are creditors out there who just wanna be paid, 
but they may not be able to create significant problems. They can't maybe shut down production or initiate foreclosure proceedings. And sometimes it really is best in the early stages of a distress situation to park those guys um, on the sidelines and just not communicate with them until a plan is in place uh, that, that you can share with them to show them how they will get paid. But you know, no communication, it's not a permanent solution, but it's, it's certainly much better than, uh, than, than lying to anyone. So what should I ask for? What can I ask for if I can't pay my bills right now? Asking for more time is always the simplest ask. And it's usually met with the least resistance, whether you're asking a bank um, or a trade vendor, it's, it, that ask is met with a lot less resistance than, for example, asking for more money. Um, asking for more money, uh, or for more credit if you're talking about a credit, or I guess more money uh, if you're talking to a bank, um, that's a harder ask. It's not impossible in this environment, but it's challenging. And if you're gonna make that ask, um, then, then you really need to be able to prove out that there will be a return on this money. In the context of a distress situation, for example, a bank has got to be convinced that if they open the coffers and provide a distressed borrower with more money, that that money will actually serve as a bridge to pay them back um, in the future. And then in some situations, uh, folks may be needing to ask for both more money and more time. And that's a very challenging ask. It's not impossible. Uh, but, it, but it's certainly challenging in this environment. The key again is to make sure that if you're asking for more time and money, that that ask really is substantiated by a well thought out business plan that is based, uh, it rooted in economic reality uh, that, that is accompanied by a good set of financial projections. People need to really make sure that they're not throwing good money after bad. So what should I not ask for? <sighs> You know, the, the temptation that I see right now, uh, frankly, in this environment is there are a lot of parties out there who think that because things are so bad and because all of the uncertainty exists, that it, you know, it, it's a ripe situation to ask um, a creditor, be it a bank or a trade vendor, to take a haircut or a discounted payout on their outstanding debt. Um, and that is just not good business in the early stages of a process. It will cause people um, to become very suspicious that the business owner might be taking advantage of bad times and using the economic environment as a smoke screen, for example, to get a discounted payout that might benefit the business owner in the future at the bank or, or other trade creditors expense. This is a request that one can ultimately make at some point in time, but it's a last resort request after all other initiatives or, or alternatives have been explored um, and they've all failed. And the only way to basically justify that the business can be made viable again on the go forward is if someone has to compromise a claim. Wonderful. Thank you. Alex Calderon, you've given us some wonderful advice on what to ask and what not to ask for when we can't pay our bills. Thank you, Christine. Jason Hirsch is a partner with a law firm, Levenfeld Perlstein, and he's head of the litigation group there. He has been helping many businesses across a wide spectrum of industries work through contractual issues that have come out because of the pandemic. And many of those issues include how they can get out of their contracts. Jason, it's great to have you here. Great to be here. 
So tell me, um, how have businesses that you've been advised, how have they been able to cancel the contracts? And it sounds like quite a few you've worked with have involved events and conventions. So how they've been able to get out of those contracts? Yeah, some contracts have automatically gone away because the, the other business is closed or the governor of the state where the other business is located is issued an order impeding the contract. For example, in Ohio, Governor DeWine issued an order closing most businesses in Ohio and preventing the gathering of people. That made termination really simple. In other instances, force majeure rights had to be exercised by letter from me as legal counsel. So tell me, what exactly is force majeure? What does that mean in the most basic terms, and what should small business owners know about it? Yeah, that seems to be the $69 million question. Force majeure is a contractual provision that allows a party to terminate the agreement when certain unexpected events occur. Typically, one of these events is uh, an act of God. And so are you finding right now that a lot of people want to wait it out and litigate? Or do they just want to resolve things now? These are really crazy times. Uh, for example, in Illinois, the courts have not been open for regular operations since about mid-March. So even if businesses want to litigate a force majeure issue right now, securing a quick result from a court isn't really possible. So businesses are turning to lawyers like me to advise as to business owners' force majeure rights and how to exercise those rights. So apart from the idea of, the, of what our legal rights are as business owners, when it comes to the hospitality industry, are you finding that people are willing to work with you? In the hospitality industry, the COVID-19 crisis has obviously been very damaging. For example, in California, Governor Newsom stayed home in order, in effect, in April, was going to prevent conferences of virtually any size in California. So I found that many vendors in the hospitality industry would rather schedule a replacement date for the conference than fight in court for the next two years. In other words, it's better to have the promise of future revenue and maintain a good business relationship than to fight in court. Okay, so it sounds like what you're saying is if you're a small business owner, you have these events coming up, they're, they're probably going to want to work with you if they're a vendor involved in the events business. Yeah, I would say a reasonable first step is to reach out uh, to your vendor and talk to them about a possible resolution because they seem inclined to reschedule events. Wonderful. Thank you, Jason Hirsch. It's been great to have you. <laughs> Thank you. It was great being here. Thanks for listening to Small Business Lifeline. This has been Christine Hani Dare Bryan with Crane Communications. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast networks. And if you have story ideas and wisdom to share about how you're struggling as a small business owner right now, please email me at c-d-a-r-e-b-r-y-a-n at c-r-a-i-n-s-n-e-w-y-o-r-k.com. We will be coming to you each week with more tips on how small businesses can survive this pandemic. Have a good week.